What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, Buffalo Fanatics? What's going on? It's your man, Rev, bringing you a special Thursday Night Live edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Y'all company, you already know what time it is, baby. Shout out to everybody who's joining me live right now. Let's get it started and popping. Let's do it the right way. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button, and turn on those bell notifications if you have not already done so. And this is a roll call, ladies and gentlemen. I need to know where you're watching the show from. So go ahead and do me that favor, put it in the chat right now. Hope you like this 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 new uh, music I got on going on in the background. A little a little a little Christmas winter trap music, so to speak, going on. You know how we do it, baby. We got to keep it popping. Chris seven one six coming in from the South Side Buffalo. What's up, Chris? Donnie Foster, New Jersey. What's happening, everybody? Good to see you, Amicus from South Carolina. What's happening? Heather Hathaway, all the way from Big Belton in the house my man jeffrey green coming in from 585 what's happening you guys hop up in here baby smash that like let's get the same popping john sorry yvonne rochester new york what's good joshua castro selena's cali 831 much love back to you baby shout out to everybody man i'm so excited to be here with you guys for a thursday night live edition james all the way from niagara canada what's happening Pink Patrick from Lubbock, Texas. What's up? All the way from Lubbock. Ricky Graves, Auburn, New York. Man, look at the chat already going off, man. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everybody in here right now. I see my man Sweat coming in from Indianapolis, Indiana. What's happening, Sweat? Shout out to you, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you guys are ready for tonight's show guaranteed to be a very good show indeed and uh so far so good not having any wi-fi connection issues knock on wood that that thing stays stays strong tonight we already know how it how it went down last week which is why i had to switch it to thursday night last week today i had to make some things had to switch some things up had a little engagement yesterday which is why i didn't have my show yesterday but i am glad that you guys are able to make the switch with me tonight uh happy holidays everybody happy holidays merry christmas to everybody who's who's watching live right now whether you're watching on youtube live or you're watching on facebook or twitter shout out to you guys i wish the very best for everybody to all of your families during this holiday season May God's blessings be upon everybody, man. Grace and peace to everybody who's watching. And to those who will watch on the replay, what's up? Happy holidays from your man, Rev. And to those who are listening via podcast format, happy holidays to you as well. Tonight, we have got a jam-packed show, no doubt. Uh, no doubt we've got a jam-packed show. Um, and it is on the heels of Thursday Night Football as the Jacksonville Jaguars are going into town to play the New Jersey Jets. I don't know how many of you guys are going to be watching that game. I'm not too sure right now. It seems, seems like a snooze fest, in my opinion. But nevertheless, it's football. Maybe we'll catch it uh, a little bit here going on right now tonight. But shout out to everybody who's watching me live right now. Um, 
Yo, there um, there hasn't been a whole lot of Buffalo Bills news this week. I guess because you know a lot of it um was last week, especially as the Bills completed their revenge tour in the AFC East, which we will get into shortly. But there was a little bit of news um around the NFL anyway that I definitely want to get into. Um, starting off first and foremost, yo, um, my deepest condolences and my prayers go out to the family and the friends and the loved ones of Pro Football Hall of Famer Franco Harris, um, who passed away um, a few days ago. Uh, I mean, I keep it 100. You know, I mean, he was before my time as a player, so I don't really know a whole lot about him. But um, no doubt, I mean, he was undoubtedly a great football player and a great man. Um, and he will um, undoubtedly be missed by those he impacted on and off the field. So I wanted to take this time right now on this show to go ahead and uh, and pay my respects. So rest in peace to Franco Harris. I know he will be missed indeed, especially to all those Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there around the world. In case you also didn't know, this news came out. NFL Sunday ticket has finally moved away from that dreadful direct tv and is now making his way to youtube tv that news just came out today um i don't know how you guys feel about it I, I'm, I'm excited about it I'm, I'm anxious to know um what that's going to look like i have not um gotten the sunday ticket um on that package in quite some time that was in my opinion a huge ripoff so i, I hope the nfl uh, has figured things out by moving to youtube tv i wonder you know if they're going to make us break the bank i don't know what that's going to look like um, but I'm glad that it's finally off of DirecTV and they made the switch to YouTube TV. So we'll see what that looks like from here on out. Uh, but like I said, I haven't been on you. I haven't been on um, the Sunday ticket. I'm on DirecTV for quite some time. And I say DirecTV, not necessarily saying that I don't have it. I just had to use other means in which to get said <laughs> NFL Sunday ticket. But I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that, man. Um, I've got my man Evan in the background. Um, he is, I'm, I'm so glad that he's, he's finally back. My man, Evan has been hard at it, uh, in school and college. And so he's been, he's been away for a little bit. And so I want to, Evan, give me the thumbs up, man. If you're ready, I want to, I want to bring him on real quickly just to kind of show his face, let everybody know what he's been up to and, uh, his thoughts on, on, uh, on this Sunday ticket move, um, to YouTube TV. Uh, uh Evan, give me a thumbs up, man. If, if you're ready, you ready? You good? Here he is. Look at my man. Evan, what's up? I mean, how you how you how you been, baby? I mean, I'm good. I mean, just the first official week of no college. Uh, just got my grades in finally. Got some good news with that. Back on the dean's list, but uh, you know, it's 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 officially good to be back. Uh, you know, doing Zbot on Monday and then Rico on Tuesday, and you know, back here with you not on a Wednesday but on a Thursday. Mm. It's you know good to kind of hit back on all the shows, and then I'll probably be back on for the pregame show uh, this Saturday as well. Yeah. But it's just, you know, college, it's off my shoulders. I get a nice, like, little month and a half break, and, you know, we're finally back. Yeah, it's good to have you, man. Uh, uh, congratulations, bro, on, on the Dean's List, man. That's that's that's, that's no uh, easy easy task, man. So shout out to you, man, for that. Yeah, uh, how, how have you been um, keeping up man, with, with Bill's news um, since you've been hard at it, man, in the books? Yeah, no, it's been uh, much harder, I would say, to keep up with uh just just bills news day to day when i was in high school i would say you know 
I was able to just like, just kind of go on it all the time, just because you're in high school, you can, you know, be on your phone in class and, yeah. you know, whether that's at lunch or gym or whatever, but now, you know, I have to study when I would like to pay more attention to some more statistics, uh, watch more film or just keep mm -hmm. up with the injury report and these press conferences that go on, uh, every day with the bills. So it's been a little more harder. Plus, uh, just me with my involvement in college hockey as well. Um, that's like just something else that I've, you know, had to not be able to pay attention as much to Bills mm -hmm. football, but I've still, I've still uh, tried to pay as much attention as I kind of, you know, bend every home game this year, and I've watched every game as much as I can. And I've rewatched, you know, games uh, when I had the chance to, but it's, uh, it's been a lot to try to just balance, uh, you know, Bills hockey, uh, Sabers, and then everything else you got going on. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about about the Bills record right now? Eleven and three, what they've been doing on a on a five game winning streak right now. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, the Bills are on a five-game winning streak. They're 11-3. They got the first seed in the AFC right now. It doesn't get much better than that. It really can't get much better than that, to right. be honest. And, you know, last year at this point, around this point in time, the Bills had an 8-6 and six record, and they were getting questioned if yeah. they were even going to make the playoffs at a point in time. Mm -hmm. And I think as Bills fans right now, yes, there are certain things with this team that still need to get better. You would like to see the the offense get a little bit better, maybe the defense tighten a little bit uh, in the back end. Mm -hmm. But like I said last year, the Bills were eight and six and getting questioned to make the playoffs. You know, a team that's eight and six right now and getting questioned to make the playoffs, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So again, Bills fans, we have a uh, a lot better situations going on right now than most teams, mm -hmm. and there's really only three teams that can be in our situation or two other teams the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills are one of those top three teams in the AFC right now. And they're at the top of it right now, record wise. So we're rolling, we're moving, we're on a five game winning streak and we're looking to close and uh, kind of come in on, come in on that one seed. So yeah, just yeah, got to take it with a grain of salt, but it's been good. It's, it's, it's definitely, um, um, it's definitely different, man. Right. I mean, when you, when you, you know, when you put things in perspective and you, and you look back at, at where they were last year, like you had mentioned, I tell you what, man. I was one of those guys last year. Maybe you remember F, man. I was like, "Yo, are they gonna make the playoffs?" Because they they hit a, they hit a skid last year where it was very questionable, right? Where the Patriots were, you know, uh, had the lead in the division, and um, you know, I mean, up until like like through December, I think yeah, this time like like through December, like the Bills they had to go on a win streak, and then because the the, the Patriots kind of fell off that last, I think the last four games gave the Bills the the edge and allowed them to kind of get back on top of things, but. But now we're sitting here looking at eleven and three, and and even though that they've 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 gone through adversity and you know the injuries and then the way like the offense hasn't been looking at the end of the day, we are eleven and three, which is a a huge uh, a difference from last year. And correct me if I'm wrong, like the Bills, um, on offense, man, they're they're scoring more points this year than they had last year at this time too. So it's like like the Bills, even though like the Bills don't look as 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 flashy or as dominant, I guess you can say, um, as they, as they did like towards the tail end of last year, going into the playoffs, this team is, is, is probably better than what it was last year. And, and they're doing well. I mean, and, and, and had a tougher, much tougher schedule, much tougher schedule this year as well too, man. So, um, I get, I guess we can all, you know, relax, you know, and, and prior to that, that's just because the, the bar of expectations is like so high for this team. And you just expect them to dominate every single week and look even better. And um, even though we got those three L's on the ledger, it seems to me that you know the Bills should should be undefeated right now when you look at the losses and the way they lost. But still, nevertheless, man, we're not we're they got the number one seed. 
Uh, we're first place in the AFC East and everything's looking good. Yeah. And I mean, just kind of backtracking a little bit more really quick, just throughout the season. I, I don't know where this kind of statistic still lies, but I'm pretty sure at a point in time, the bills were the second most injured team in the national football league, still with an 11 and three record yeah. Yeah. last year, the bills were, you know, eight and six at this point in time, they had a couple injuries, but nowhere as near as the injuries, the bills have piled up this season. And also, this is this is a team that's only lost three games with a combined score of eight points. Just think about that. Right. Three games this year, we've lost by a combined of one score. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. This is a man. team like that it, it's it's hard to beat this football team. And this is a team again that is eleven and three. They have three more games left, and they have a chance to close in on that one seed and get it. Yeah. If you know they beat the Bears, Bengals, and Patriots, and this is a team that has fought through a lot of adversity all season long. The adversity now with no Von Miller, so, you know, some injuries um, on the defensive line, having Mitch Morse out on the offensive line. Yeah. They're going to have to fight through that. But what have they been doing all season long for 14 games? Fighting through, showing their adversity. Yeah. Yeah. And they're only going to continue to do that. So, again, I'm really comfortable with where we're sitting at 11 and 3. Yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I think, you know, I mean, the Bills in the driver's seat, you know, it's, it's, it's all up to them how they want to close this out. And, and and I think I think uh, well I'll talk about it. I, I don't want to get too far into it I don't want to get hit ahead of myself but we're definitely going to talk about it um, here shortly so Evan I'm gonna go ahead and put you back in the back and I'm gonna bring you out here shortly man you guys give give a shout out to my man Evan uh, Evan you, matter matter of fact uh, somebody uh, shouted you out say congrats I think it was Namdi he said congrats man on the uh, thank you the, thank on you the dean's list man on the dean's list yeah I'm trying to find the comment I can't find it now I lost it but anyway yeah I'm pretty sure I saw it scrolling through but yeah thank thank you saw thanks for that it's uh you know it's a nice little Pat on the back moment for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Shout out to Evan. All right, Evan, I'll talk to you later, man. All right, thanks. So, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that's my man, Evan. And I need you guys, man, to drop some fire emojis or some mics in there for, for my man, Evan. It's, you know, he's been, he's been missed. He has definitely been missed, but, you know, he's been hard at it, uh, working hard in college, man, and made the Dean's list. That's, 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 that's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, shout out to him. And uh, I'm glad that he is definitely, uh, definitely back. Um, yo, you know what time it is? You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen? It is time for first and ten, baby. Let's get it. First and ten. First and ten, ten. First and ten. Lead off topic of the show. Let's jump into it right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Buffalo Fanatics, Bills Mafia all around the world. Your Buffalo Bills are playoff bound. How does that sound? After their 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 last second win against the Miami Dolphins last week on the leg of Tyler Bass in the snow. The Buffalo Bills edged out the Dolphins 32 to 29, punching their ticket to the playoffs for the fifth time in the Sean McDermott era. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills for, for that uh for that accomplishment. It's no easy accomplishment. Um, but congratulations to the entire team, the entire organization, because they are playoff bound, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, right? When we look at the schedule, um, the Bills had played a very tough, very tough schedule this year. And on top of playing a tough schedule this year, they had endured 
um, extreme adversity. Like Evan just mentioned, they were probably one of the most injured teams in the National Football League. And not just injured from a standpoint of, oh, they've got, you know, uh, some of their, you know, backups that are injured. No, no, no. They, they have sustained incredible injuries to their starters, key guys on both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. And in spite of that, they have still managed to punch their ticket into the playoffs. And they are currently sitting at the number one seed of the AFC and are on top comfortably, might I say comfortably, on top of the AFC East division. So that was a huge accomplishment for the Buffalo Bills last, I mean, uh, last week. And, and granted, it didn't look pretty, right? It hasn't looked pretty. The way the Bills have won this year, especially after the bye week, since the bye week, they, the way they've won hasn't looked pretty. It hasn't looked as good as it had the first half of the season, um, nor had it looked as good as, 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 as last year, especially towards the tail end of the year and into the playoffs. We have been so accustomed to the Bills blowing teams out in, in, in remarkable fashion. And I know that I have been waiting for that. I've been used to it. Call me spoiled. I, wanna, I still want to see it. I still want to see it. But at the end of the day, and like Sean McDermott has said, and this is like their mantra this year, this team has found a way to win these games. And I'm, aren't you glad that the Buffalo Bills have, have, have uh, set ablaze that old narrative that the Bills can't win close games? I mean, because the Bills have found a way to win these games for several weeks now. They've won close games for several weeks. You know, um, yeah, granted, do they have room to, to improve still? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and certain aspects of their, of their game, I think their third quarter uh, offense needs to step up. There's issues on the defensive side of the ball. Third down defense need to step up. Tackling, they need to get better. There, there's, there's areas in which the team can still improve upon, right? But they're still 11-3 and three and still find ways to win these games. And when the game is on the line and they need to win, down by one score or whatever the case may be, you can bet your bottom dollar, whatever the case may be, that Josh Allen will lead this team to victory in crunch time. I know it's nerve-wracking. I know we don't like it. It's, it's bad on our, on our heart. It's, it's bad on, on our anxiety. But nevertheless, we have Josh Allen and some dogs on this team who fight tooth and toenail until the final whistle. Josh Allen is him, okay? Stephon Diggs is him. And like my man Pierre says, yo, remember who we have. Josh Allen, as long as we have that guy, we are in every single game. Every single game. And I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. The Bills are playoff bound. So congratulations to the Buffalo Bills. Also, I want to, Give a huge shout out and congratulations, man, to our 2022 2023 Pro Bowl selection players. Look at these guys, these handsome gentlemen from left to right. We've got Stefan Diggs, Jordan Poyer, Josh Allen, and Mitch Morse. These four Buffalo Bills players have not only punched their tickets into the playoffs, but they have punched their tickets into the NFL Pro Bowl. Shout out to them. And two of which, and Jordan Poirier and Mitch Morris, 
have made it for the first time in their careers. That is, that is, uh, that's remarkable, right? That's remarkable um, because, you know, when you think about it, we all expect Josh Allen to get in there. We expect uh, Diggs to get in there. How many, to- how many times have we expected Jordan Poyer to get in? In all of these years, as great as he's played, as great as he's played, he has not made it. And same goes for Mitch Morse. How these two players in all of these years were not, I mean, never made the Pro Bowl. It's, it's, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I know it's, I know the Pro Bowl is like a popularity contest, but when you look at these guys, the numbers and the way they've been playing their careers, it's hard. It's hard to leave these guys out. And what was funny last year was how, they didn't give Jordan Poyer the pro, I mean the Pro Bowl nod, but instead they you know, they made him a first team all pro player, which is which is kind of weird. It's a little backwards to me, you know. But nevertheless, he finally got it. And so I'm excited for my man, uh, Jordan Poyer, who also, um, in case you didn't know, he um he secured a bag, right? And Jordan Poyer earned five hundred thousand dollars in a Pro Bowl incentive this year, too, for making it. So uh, for those who think that Pro Bowls don't matter. They may not matter too much to, to fans like, like you and I, but they definitely, they definitely matter to players, especially when they have those incentives attached to their contract. You, you guarantee these guys think that Pro Bowls matter. And Jordan Poirier has been itching to get one, and he finally got one, and he secured the bag on top of that. So shout-out to my man Jordan Poirier, and shout-out to my man Mitch Morris. This guy, um, I don't know how you all feel about it, but in my opinion, Mitch Morris has to be one of the most valuable players on this Buffalo Bills team. He has to be. He, the, the, way, the way this guy plays, he's Mr. Steady Eddie, Mr. Consistent, right? Um, very rarely does he miss games. Um, he's, he's, he's a very, very underrated, in my opinion, center in the National Football League. But this guy is a phenomenal player. When you watch this tape and you see the way he, he plays, you see from the jump, as soon as he's, as soon as he's signed to the Buffalo Bills, you seen how much he elevated Josh Allen's game. And I know that may sound kind of weird, right? Because we, we, we immediately think of, of, of the skill position players, right? Like, like Stephon Diggs. Now Stephon Diggs elevated Josh Allen's play. And though that may be true, well, there's no maybe. It is true. Though it is true, the fact of the matter still remains that, that, that Mitch Morse, without Mitch Morse, I don't know how Josh Allen would have developed as he has developed without having that quality center. And it's more than just pass protection and run blocking. It's, it's the smarts. It's, it's how he's able to teach Josh. It's how he's able to call, you know, offenses and, and, and call this and call the, the checks on the O-line. It's, it's, it's what he brings to the table from an intellectual standpoint and a professional standpoint. Mitch Morris, man, has been every bit as valuable to Josh Allen's career arc as anybody else on this team, you know. And so when, and, and then when he's out of the game, when he's not playing, you can definitely feel his – presence missed right definitely can feel his presence missed and so uh yeah i want to give my shout out to, to mitch morris too man I, I'm, I'm so glad that he's finally earned uh um some some recognition right he and jordan poirier man phenomenal players and i'm glad that we have these guys on our team and i'm glad they're finally getting the national media recognition that they deserve shout out to them but you know i cannot mention the pro bowl and these bills pro bowl players Right, the guys who've made it. Let's take a look at him one more time. Right, 
Jordan, Stephon Diggs, Jordan Poyer, Josh Allen, and Mitch Morris. As excited as we are at these guys for making it, you know, you know good and darn well we have to talk about some stuff, right? We got to talk about the Pro Bowl snubs, right? We got to talk about Pro Bowl snubs, man, because I know that when this list came out and we saw the guys that made it, there has to be some players, as, as, as excited as you are for these four gentlemen, right? There has to be some players on this team that you were shocked that did not make the Pro Bowl. I know it. I know the word. And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring Evan back on because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I want to get his opinion on, on not just the four who made the Pro Bowl, but potential Pro Bowl snubs on this team. Evan, hop, up, hop, hop back in here, baby. Hop back in here, Evan. All right, man. So look, we saw the guys here, right? Stephon Diggs, Jordan Poyer, Josh Allen, Mitch Morris. First of all, talk to me about, about, uh, about those guys making it, and especially Jordan Poyer and Mitch Morris finally making it for the first time in their career. Yeah, so obviously every single season, I think Bills fans expect 17 and 14 to kind of make the Pro Bowl kind of as shoe-ins, just because not only name value, but just the way they, you know, produce on the field. 17 and 14, no doubt they're deserving to get in every single season with the way they perform. Uh, Jordan Poyer, it's about time. It is about time that Jordan Poyer, number 21, safety for the Bills, finally got the recognition he deserves. And he got his first Pro Bowl nod. Now, it, it it's cool that he got the Pro Bowl. I'm just happy that he got his bag, like you said, that extra yeah. $500,000 he can stick in his back pocket because we know yeah. the kind of contract uh, negotiation he's talking about. So he gets a little bit of money there. And right. then Mitch Morse. Yeah. Ever since Mitch Morse came here, signing over from Kansas City in 2018, Morse has been just super steady, consistent, and reliable. Right for Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills offense. He's having a fantastic season, and rightfully so. He deserves it. Now, yeah. there's not too many centers that can get voted in the Pro Bowl, but Morse got the nod, and rightfully so. He deserved it. Uh, so are we jumping right into Pro Bowl snubs, or are you going to start yeah, that yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go right, right into Pro, Pro Bowl snubs. So, so when you when you look at the guys before who, who made it, who – do you think is a Pro Bowl snub on this team and who do you expect to have made it this year? Well, I think the the clear and the clear cut obvious one is uh where's number 58, Matt Milano. Yeah. Where where is Matt Milano currently uh for Pro Bowl voting? And yeah. I don't know every I don't have the Pro Bowl roster sheet uh up on you know my computer right now, but I can tell you there's probably two or three guys that are you know slotted into the Pro Bowl roster that don't deserve to be in there. And I know one of them yeah. is TJ Watt and I know they kind of play different positions, but they, they do, they do count TJ Watt as an outside linebacker. Yeah. So Milano, he's an outside linebacker kind of with TJ Watt, TJ Watts missed seven games. If we're just talking about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, two guys that, that, that played uh, a full amount of games then sure. Yeah. Yeah. Watt over Milano. No one's really going to be complaining yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some players overall that just made the Pro Bowl roster, and you, you just gotta like think to yourself, scratch your head, and you're like, where's 58? Why is Milano not on there? Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. That that's that's the number one guy um, that immediately comes to mind um, that that got snubbed, in my opinion, when you look at it. And then um, you know, let's 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 take a look at this 
at this Pro Bowl uh, roster here. I don't know if you guys can see it. I'm sharing my screen here. Uh, but you know, here's the, here's the defense right now. All right, well, let me, let me scroll. Let me scroll down to it. Where's it at? Here's the AFC, the defense. All right. So at, at outside linebacker, we've got Matt Judon from the Patriots, which we, I mean, you know, right. Uh, which is weird that they, they consider him an outside linebacker instead of like a defensive end because, you know, uh, I know he he got it because of his sacks, but it seems to me that he should have been like a, a, like a lineman. I don't know why they did it. You know, the defense, the def- defensive ends, they put Miles Garrett, Matt Crosby, and Trey Hendrickson. Uh, that's that's just kind of weird the way they're doing it because Matt. Judon it, it's is, weird. Is I mean, tr- I think Trey had Hendrickson like deserves it, but he he's going to be out for the rest of the season. But I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's weird. And then you get Khalil Mack, right? And again, this, this seems like name recognition to me. And then TJ Watt, right? So like, I get it. It, 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 is, it just when you look at when you look at the numbers that Matt Milano's put up, there, there's no way you can say because because I, I think I think everybody would would likely agree. And this is not just being a Bills homer, but even some national media people have been talking about Matt Milano having a remarkable season, like not just a Pro Bowl season, but an almost an All Pro season type of season. And for him to get snubbed, you know, from the from the Pro Bowl is is just is it's, it's kind of ridiculous, man. It, it really it really doesn't make any sense, man. This is one thing I kind of get picky with with the Pro Bowl. You see Matt Judon, Khalil Mack, TJ Watt. Yeah. Those aren't traditional outside linebackers. In a 3-4 defense, in a 3-4 defense, yes, technically they're an outside linebacker, but they're playing up on the line every single play. Line. Yeah. They play the same position as Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa. Like there's there's nothing different. They're not playing the the position Milano is. So I don't know. I would like them to probably expand the linebacker position maybe just a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but you can also keep those spots for the defensive ends. I don't know. That's just me. I don't like how they consider uh, Khalil Mack and, and TJ Watt kind of the right. same position as Matt Milano. Right. Yeah, I mean, because are, are they? I mean, are they running a four-three defense? I mean, or three-four defense? You know, in the in the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's yeah, they're just running a bunch of guys out there. Like, what yeah. they do. I mean, they're not even playing it anymore. They're playing yeah, like, like games and stuff. they're playing flag football and basketball and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's still ludicrous though, man. And then you look at the inside linebackers, Rokons with Smith, C.J. Mosley, you know, it makes sense, right? But yeah, that yeah, Kilo, I mean not Kilo, uh Matt Milano not making it is a huge disgrace, uh, huge snub. Anybody else, man, that 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 pops up? Um, I mean, I had this on on you know in my opinion too, but the whole comment section is kind of saying the same thing. I'm I'm about to say uh, Tyler Bass. Yeah. Um, I I would think that if another bill were to make it, I would probably give it to Tyler Bass. He has been outstanding mm-hmm. this season. I'm pretty sure someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's leading all kickers in points this season. Uh, and he's been a, a huge reason why the bills are where they're at. We all know what happened last Saturday night without Tyler Bass. Mm-hmm. He may or may not win that game. He kicked, kicked the game winning field goal. Uh, in those snowy conditions for the win over the Miami Dolphins. And he's made some really tough kicks all season long in the bad weather we do have at home. Uh, and again, Tyler Bass, he has been outstanding all season long. And I'm pretty sure they did give it to Justin Tucker. And now Justin yeah, Tucker is right there with him. He is right there mm-hmm. with him, um, you know, for being one of the top kickers in the National Football League. Tucker, undoubtedly the greatest of all time at his position. But I feel like he may have gotten just kind of due to his name this year. Not saying he's having a down year. There's no such thing as a down year for Mr. Justin Tucker. But nonetheless, I thought Bass was having an outstanding season and maybe just didn't get the respect he deserves by getting a Pro Bowl nod over uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, it's kind of bogus, right, when you think about it. But it, it is what it is. I mean, 
You know, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for it's gonna be hard for for a guy like like uh like Bass to really make it in over a guy like like Justin Tucker, man, who's been doing it for so long. You know, it's it's just, it's just gonna be difficult. But uh, you know, maybe if Tyler Bass continues, you know, on this on this trajectory, you know, he he will finally make him one um in the near future. So I'm not too sure, but we'll see. Um, uh, anybody else like like there's no there's really nobody else that really stands out to me. Um. Uh, I think the guys that, I mean, that should have got in got in. I mean, yeah, Tyler Bass, I agree with you on there. Um, across the like O line, I don't know, like like Deion Dawkins, but but we, I mean, he is he's no. an alternate though. He's he's an alternate, isn't it? Yeah, alternate? I'm pretty sure he yeah. is, but yeah, I wouldn't but, say yeah, I would. I, I mean, I love Deion. I love Deion, but he he's had a little bit of a down here. Yeah, and I wouldn't put him on there. You know, you know, like starting, but. Um, there's really nobody else that I can think of off the top of my head that that. I mean, Von Miller, Von Miller would have made it if he never got injured. So that would have been another player for the Bills to get in. Um, yeah, he definitely would have. Because he would have. Um, he, he was. He would have had was leading, in his sacks. Yeah, he was leading the AFC uh, voting for a long time before he uh, did suffer the injury a few weeks ago. Mm. But yeah, he's another player that would have made it. Um, other than that. You're really not looking at special teams because uh, Naheem Hines only has really been with us for a few weeks. He wouldn't have got the return nod. Right. I don't I don't see a world where a guy like Greg Rousseau makes it. You can make an argument for Tremaine Edmonds, but then you're really getting into the top five or yeah. six linebackers in the NFL. And I love right. Tremaine, but I don't I wouldn't have put Tremaine over, you know, guys like CJ Mosley, Fred Warner, and others. But nonetheless, uh, there's a lot of bills on this roster that don't need the Pro Bowl yeah. to kind of exemplify how good they are and, right, and how impactful they are. Because uh, we all know it, everyone watching and everyone watching the game on Sundays, Saturdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, whenever the team plays, knows how good you know some of the lower-end players on the team are outside of the Islands, the Diggs, um, you know, the Poyers, and, and the Morses as well. So mm-hmm. you don't need the Pro Bowl to... Uh, again, exemplify how good you are. Jordan Poyer is the number one example for that for how many years? Uh, we Everyone knows around the league. Yeah. Everyone knows Jordan Poyer is a is a top safety in the National Football League. And, you know, he never got that respect until literally just the other day. Yeah, which is crazy. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, at the, at the end of the day, as I mentioned, you know, not too many fans, I would imagine, are you know, care too much about, about Pro Bowls and who who made it. I mean, of course, I mean, we get in our feelings and we get defensive, right? Because we're Bills fans and and we've been we've been crapped on for so long. And so we we come to the de- to the defense of our players, right? Especially the guys that we think uh have earned it and are not getting the recognition that they deserve. But at the end of the day, I th- I think I think what matters most for us, man, is is been hoisting up that Lombardi trophy. That that that's it. That's that, that's all I want right now is for the Bills to win a Super Bowl. And then shove it in the faces of all these people because I'm gonna be so I'm yeah. gonna be so petty, dude. When we win it, you might as well yeah, just right. get ready for it, dude. I can't, I can't wait. So that thing, I think that's on the forefront of, of of most Bills fans' minds right now is getting to the Super Bowl and winning that doggone thing and bringing it where it belongs back to the seven one six man Buffalo. So uh, yeah. Um, anyway, but, but but still, shout shout out to those who made it, man. And even 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 the alternates, man. Um, I think somebody came in here and said, you know, that Matt, Matt Milano may have made it on the second team. Alternate. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the alternate. Uh, roster pulled up and so uh i don't know man maybe maybe you can go through that if if you want to and, and yeah. we may kind of touch on it here a little bit later but but nevertheless man i thought i thought it was interesting um to go through it because i know i know there was a lot of i know a lot of you guys out there were, were looking at it. yo 58 got snubbed matt milano got snubbed. i know he got it. snubbed he got snubbed man he got snubbed yeah but you know hey what do you i mean what are you gonna do about it right there's really nothing you can do 
Um, just keep on playing, keep on winning. And like you had mentioned, I mean, Jordan Poirier did it for how long? You know, he finally got it. So, um, Matt Milano's day is coming. It definitely is coming. All right, Dev, I appreciate it, man. I'm going to bring you back on here, here shortly. All right, will do. Thanks. All right. So, those are your 2022-2023 Buffalo Bills Pro Bowlers and the Pro Bowl snubs who I think we all can agree, Matt Milano, Tyler Bass, right? Though Tyler Bass probably had a, a, a harder heel to climb just because Justin Tucker was in front of him. But Matt Milano, there's no way that guy should not have made it. Absolutely no way. But anyway, it is what it is. We're still going to win it all. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. All right. Uh, first of all, man, shout out to everybody, man, who's, who's, who's watching me in the, right now. Everybody's watching live. Shout out to you all. Do me this favor, please. Smash that like and hit the subscribe button if you don't mind and if you have not already done so. Um, we are going to move along here a little bit. But first of all, man, I want to take some time right now to mention um, a new sponsor to the Buffalo Fanatics. And that is none other than Tailgate Mafia. Tailgate Mafia. Look, everybody knows that Buffalo has the absolute greatest fans of all time. No cap. And it's about doggone time that somebody gave us a trophy for it. And so the tailgate touchdown figurine, which you see here on your screen right now, celebrates Buffalo's world-famous game day tradition of breaking tables, featuring Buffalo's unofficial mascot, Shout, the Broken Table. All right. Now, this trophy is a perfect gift, and you guys, you guys better hurry up and get it right now before Christmas. It's a perfect gift for any true Bills fan. So get your tailgate touchdown today at tailgate-mafia.com. In addition to that, make sure... You download football's only app dedicated to tailgating and type Buffalo Table Slam in the app store and start breaking tables in augmented reality right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are 40 minutes into the show and we are still moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it popping. Um, we've got a game Christmas Eve. In case you didn't know, the Bills have been playing in all kinds of days um, this year. But we are playing against the Chicago Bears. And um, it is, before we can get into that conversation, uh, let's take a look at the current uh, injury report right now. So let's, let me go ahead and pull that up. You guys see it currently right now on your screen. And obviously they've already got the game status out right now because the Bills are playing a day ahead, right? And um, the Bills are already, matter of fact, I think they may have left already tonight because our word on the street was that they were leaving early uh, leaving today, tonight, in fact, to Chicago because of the storm, um, which we may talk about here shortly as well. So they're trying to get ahead of that. But as 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 uh, the injury report, um, uh, in regards to the injury report is what I'm trying to say. Let's take a look at the game day status. So far, we already have Boogie Basham defensive end is out for the game. Um, and we have center Mitch Morse out for the game. Uh, we've got Jordan Phillips, who's questionable as long, uh, in addition to Ed Oliver. So um, hopefully we can get Jordan Phillips back, right? He's been out for, I think, a couple of games here dealing with a shoulder injury. So I'm looking forward to his possible return to game status um, this Saturday. But it's not really much of a push, right? We don't, it's not like we absolutely need him. But, hey, we can't get all hands on deck if we're trying to 
still secure that number one seed in the AFC East. I mean, AFC, period. But so we got Boogie Basham and Mitch Morse out. Those two gentlemen are out for the game right now. Um, we see a list of those um, who do not participate but are not currently don't have a game day status um, for this game here Saturday. We've got Stefan Diggs do not participate, which you already know, likely it's a veteran rest day, right? Um, Tywon Jones didn't, didn't participate uh, today in practice. Um, obviously, Mitch Morse and Ed Oliver didn't participate. Um, and, uh, you know, there were, there was some status here talking about, about Josh Allen, cause he popped up on the injury report early this, this, uh, this week, Tuesday, matter of fact, he was a limited participant with the right elbow injury. And so I think a lot of people got nervous and wanted to know what was up with Josh Allen's elbow. Is he going to be okay? Is it bothering him? Is it good? Is he going to have to miss some time? Well, he, he, he practiced fully Wednesday and Thursday. So he's going to be playing, um, no doubt Saturday, but I guess it's, it is still kind of worth monitoring because he did pop up on the on the injury report so it could be bothering him to a degree i don't know how much obviously not much you know for him to still be practicing so we could be all right with that but you know that's really um all the injury news that we have um but you know the key guy in my opinion that that's out is mitch morse right i mean we got to deal with mitch morse he's dealing with a concussion and this is his uh how many concussions is mitch morse already have right now in his career is this six Right, I think this is his sixth his sixth concussion um, that he's dealing with, and so that is that's definitely really you don't you don't really want to just overlook that, right? I mean, you definitely want to be careful, right? Because at at any point, man, I mean, you're talking about a guy's livelihood and you're talking about his career, right? It's it's more than just him missing a game or two or or three. Um, when Mitch Morris, I mean, when a guy like this has, has had this many. Um, concussions in his career it's it's definitely um noteworthy and it's definitely you know uh, reason for 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 concern uh we want to be as cautious with him as possible now granted i mean he's a tough guy and i'm sure he'd probably say you know hey yeah, i'm good to go coach let me let me play but you know man when you've got when you got six this year six one you definitely want to want to take it want to take it slowly which is what the bills are doing and which is why he's 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 currently out for the game saturday um, but my question, though, is is because when you look at Mitch Morris, I mean, the guy, you know, has been, like I mentioned, a stalwart for this Buffalo Bills team and the offensive line. He's been Mr. Consistent. This guy has been phenomenal for the development and growth of Josh Allen um, and just, just the entire offensive line, right? We feel it. We feel him when he's not in the game. We felt him last week, right, when he, when he had to leave and exit because of the concussion that he sustained against the Dolphins. But uh, – Going in now into this game, and, and, and the guy just made the Pro Bowl, so he's going to be out this game against the Chicago Bears. Uh, my question to, to you all right now is, is how will Morse's absence affect the O-line? How do you guys think that his absence is going to affect the O-line? Um, especially, I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out, so let's just, let's just assume that it's just this game, right? Um, going up against the Chicago Bears, this team, and a Bills team who's really trying to make sure that they solidify that number one seed. They don't want to win. They don't want to lose any more games, right? How will his absence affect the O-line? And I'm going to bring, you know, Evan, I want to bring you back on here for that, man, because I want to get your opinion on, on it as well. Um, so you, you come on in here, man, whenever, whenever you're ready. But when you look at the O-line, right, you look at the O-line and uh, you've got – there's some guys across the O line who 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 and I, and I'm sure uh, they would probably agree. But you know, there's a couple of guys on the O line that have not been having the best year, 
All right. Um, namely, Spencer Brown on the right side. Right. And so when you have a guy like Spencer Brown struggling in pass protection this year, um, and Josh already has to really overcompensate for for his struggles. And we've seen it earlier. I mean, up throughout the entire year, really, with the way they've been utilizing Dawson Knox in line, the block more and stuff like that. Um, and then when Bates went out, you had to, you know, bring in, you know, Van Rotten and stuff like that. And then so 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 now, like now you're going to have your center out for an entire game. Um, and so. <laughs> It's gonna be kind of difficult for the old line, right? I mean, granted, yeah, we've got Josh Allen, the Winter Soldier, and he he makes up for a lot of a lot of issues. But but Evan, man, when you when you look at Mitch Morse's his his absence this game, man, how do you think that it is going to affect the O line in general as the Bills face the uh, the Bears? Yeah, so I'm gonna say this is flat out. You know, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean always preach versatility, and this is where yeah. versatility is gonna come into play. Uh, you only see it so much throughout the season uh, just because injuries only happen so often. But with the Bills, injuries are occurring a lot this season. And now Morse is out. This is where versatility will kick in. Mm-hmm. Ryan Bates, more likely than not, if he is you know good to go, which he was full participation in practice today, mm-hmm. he's going to slide over to the center position. And then you're like, well, okay, what are you going to do at right guard? Because Ryan Bates is your starting right guard. You're more likely than not going to slide in Ike Butker or Greg Van Rotten. More likely than not, you would like to see Ike Butker there uh, sliding into right guard right there. Texas Flood um, does mention that. But that's where the versatility is going to come to play in. Uh, Ryan Bates right now is your best backup center. And Mm -hmm. he is also the starting right guard on this team. So you are going to have to slide. Bates into that center position, but you're also going to have to take a hit by moving Bates from right guard to center, but you're going to have to, you know, take that hit by trusting your versatility and putting mm-hmm. either um, Ike Butker or Greg Van Rotten in at the right guard spot. My prediction personally, I think it should be Butker uh, just because I think he is the best suited to fill that position. Uh, but at the end of the day, versatility is going to have to be a play and we're going to see it this Saturday. Yeah. I mean, are you confident? Um, and, and them starting Butker over over Van Rotten, considering I mean he he's been out you know all this time due to his his Achilles injury, and then so now this would be like his first game back. And you think that he do you, do you do you think knowing Sean McDermott, do you think he feel comfortable putting him in the game like this over a guy like Van Rotten who's been playing um, this year? I mean, maybe at a point in time you would you would like to trust trust Butker. Uh, you have to play him at some point in time if you do want to. Uh, so I think maybe. They will do that, and if they don't, that's where you're gonna throw the Van Rotten in, uh, yeah. just because if you are scared of, uh, you know, playing Butker a little bit earlier. But I mean, that's just where it's gonna be. I mean, I, I trust Butker uh, through and through, but again, I'm not on the yeah. coaching staff. I'm not right. in that room every single day. I don't. I don't know where Ike's at, um, you know, physically and physically, mentally yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to get back into the game. Uh, personally, I would think he's probably solid enough to go back in right now but that's just me again i'm not in the room i'm not on the training staff i only know so much but if he's activated and he's good to go and mcdermott and company trust him enough to slide him into that right guard spot yeah i'm not questioning it all i'm sitting is watching back and josh throw some darts right yeah i mean i I love bucker man i i think i mean if if you're comparing like talent right of course, I mean Booker is, is is a better player than Van Rotten, in my opinion. I'm just I'm just curious to see um, what what uh, McDermott is going to do. Uh, I wonder if he's going to, you know, have a have a rotation. You know, you know, for this year for some reason he, he's he's been he's been loving this rotation crap. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I wonder if he, if he, you know, he may maybe he he lets Van Rotten start, and then he says, "Well, let me see what you know I have in Bucker." Yeah. For like a series or two, I don't know, man. The, I'm, I'm just weird. This is weird. The the only reason I wouldn't say he would have a rotation per se is because the offensive line has to flow as five. They can't flow as four and one be out of sync. All five of those guys have to flow with flow in with one another. Mm -hmm. And you already have a backup center in there with Mitch Morse. You don't want to make his life a lot harder by, you know, switching in guards, you know, every other series or every two series. So just for communicational purposes and chemistry and trying to build some sort of continuity throughout the game, I think that he's just going to stick with one, whether that's yeah. the strong, steady veteran in Van Rotten or, you know, the player that's coming off an injury and trying to find himself again in like Butker. I don't know what player they're going to stick. Personally, again, my prediction, I think they should go Butker just because I think he's the better player. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's, I think he can move a little bit better across the line, whether that's, you know, pulling the pin and pull game, the, which with the Bills like to do yeah. um, and stuff like that. I think he's a little bit better of the pass protector overall. But I don't think they're gonna rotate. I mean, if one's playing really bad, you can see you can see a you know someone get pulled. But he's mm -hmm. kind of doing more of that in the back end and the secondary, where it's a little more um, easier to do, if that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, yeah. nonetheless, I don't think they're gonna have a, a rotation per se on the on the line. Has has Butker has he played right guard before? That is something personally I don't know off the top of my head. I presume yeah. he has played some sort. Um, of guard in the National Football League, which he has. Um, yeah, with the Bills, I'm trying to remember because I, I, I always thought that he played left guard. With, with the, I could be wrong because I thought that before Bates, you know, before Bates was playing, um, I thought I thought Bucker was playing left guard. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com/build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. And then we had, um, who do we have at right guard? Uh, Daryl Williams last year, or the year before? I think across um, the line. I think be, I mean, before before you know Bucker got injured. And then they inserted Bates into the lineup. Then he played. I, I could have sworn that that uh, Bucker played left guard. I don't remember him playing a right guard at all. Yeah, Texas Flood comes and he says, "Yo, he played left." And so, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just, so I, I just, and that's, that's another, the reason why I asked that question is because that that could be another factor into you know whether or not uh, McDermott will trust him coming back off the of injury um, over Van Rotten, who's been playing right guard. Um, you know, just because I mean, if he hasn't, if he, if if, if Bucker hasn't played right guard for the bills before, which again, I'm not too sure that he has or has not, but if he has not, then I think that that may give McDermott reason for pause, you know, but yeah. anyway, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of a, how much of a real big difference it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, guard, I mean when you do go to the bills depth chart on ESPN, it does have Butcourt, Butker um, listed behind um, Roger Saffold at left guard. left guard, but it's just one of those things. I mean, we've seen Greg Van Rotten get, uh, slotted in at right guard throughout the mm -hmm. season. Um, but it's just one of those things. I mean, if if they don't trust that Bunker can play at right guard, then they're going to, you know, stick that veteran in Greg Van Rotten, and you're going to have, uh, you know, Van Rotten in there for the entire game on the right side. Yeah. And you know what? Um, another reason why, and this, this, this is something else that just came to my mind when I'm, when I'm thinking about Morris's absence, because I think, I think his absence really, um, has more of an effect not just 
this game coming up or however many game season he may be out, but really has more of a long-term effect for the Bills. And what I mean by that is I think it's time for, for Brandon Bean and company to really start to look in the draft um, and bring in some high-quality offensive linemen um, as insurance policies, you know, especially, especially at the center position for Mitch Morris because you just never know, right, if the guy is going to sustain another concussion. I mean, you have to make sure you, you know, you, you get your bases covered there. And I, and I know we can move Ryan Bates, you know, and we got Van Rotten in the pinch who can play center. But, I mean, when you talk about sustaining the success and, and, and making sure that Josh Allen is, is covered and protected, enough with the whole, like, well, I've got a guy I can move here and there. Yeah. I think it's time for us to really invest in somebody who can be slotted in that position to 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 be the the center of the future. You know, I'm not saying that Mitch Morris is going to be done; his career is over with. You know, the next year or so, whatever. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is, I think it's 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 time, man, for them to really look at that center position in the draft, um, and not just the center position, but even just across the O line, especially the interior. Because, man, I don't know about you, Evan, but I came into this season thinking that our O line, especially the depth was better um than than it really has been this year. I, I thought I thought um I thought Roger Saffold was gonna come in and dominate this year. He's he's been kind of having a, a meh kind of season, right? Average. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very average, right? Very average season. Um Spencer Brown has looked bad this year. Right. He's 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 looked bad, um, especially in pass protection. This is what year three for Spencer or is this year two? This is year two for Spencer. So going into, so, I mean, you got next year, he'd be entering year three and I haven't really seen a whole lot of growth and development, you know, um, granted, I mean, to his, to his, I guess to his defense, I mean, he's, this is his second online coach in, you know, his, in, in the same amount of years that he's been in the league. So maybe that has, has, has something to do with it, but I'm just not comfortable. Right. And then when, when Brown was out and then, and then when Deion Dawkins was out and we had to play Questenberry at left, at left tackle, oh my gosh, that was terrible against the Patriots. So, like, I'm thinking, like, yo, Brandon Bean needs to do something in this offensive line, starting at the center position, um, you know, uh, as soon as possible in, in the draft. Yeah, when you just look at how Brandon Bean has kind of addressed this offensive line throughout the years, how much draft capital has he really put in the offensive line, you know, ever since, uh, you know, drafting since 2018? Yeah, he didn't draft Ford, beyond Dawkins. He didn't draft Deion Dawkins, which was a second round pick. That was that was Sean McDermott. Bean wasn't yeah. here for the 2017 draft. He really the only high-end draft capital, I would say, which was you know, second and third round picks, he put into Cody Ford and Spencer Brown. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, you know, we've seen a a couple um, you know, mid to late round picks spent on offensive linemen, but those haven't really turned out to anything. Um and you would probably like to see Brandon Bean and the Bills start to throw a first or more second round picks yeah. on offensive linemen in this next coming draft and later drafts as well. Just because when you're rolling a bunch of guys that are just average to below average out there every single week, they're going to hold up for most of the time. But there's going to be weeks that a very strong defensive line just absolutely dominates them. And when you look yeah. at a team and 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 I just and I do not like to compare to this team. The Chiefs. Oh, I already know where you're going. Yeah, I agree. Went went away with their offensive line. They, you know, they lost some pieces. They lost, you know, Eric Fisher and mm -hmm. others. 
What did they do in one draft? They went and signed, signed Joe Thune. Yep. They drafted Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey. Yeah. And also signed yeah. Orlando Brown Jr. Four yeah. guys in one offseason. One off they season. got just – and that offensive line went from in shambles because of retired players, players they cut, players this, injured, that, yeah. and the third. Yeah, yeah. What else happened? Nope. Andy Reid and the Chiefs and hey, we got to bolster up this offensive line. We're not going to play around. We're going to get four guys that we are going to stick inside this lineup and yep. not even blink about who's you know going on the field to protect Patrick Mahomes. Yep, that, that, I mean that's that's the way to do it, man. Creed Humphrey, that, like that 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 draft, the way best they center, the way, best best center in the National best Football, center League. In National Football League. The, the way they did that, man, that was that was huge because it's it, it starts up front, man. And, and Sean McDermott has always talked about you know it, it starts starts in the trenches, right? I mean, here you you, I mean, you have you have a guy like Andy Reid and the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, and you could easily say, well, Pat Mahomes, you know, um, he you know he he makes up for it, so we don't really need to invest a lot in the offensive line because we got a guy like Pat Mahomes, which I is think, which is kind of true, but yeah, still. but still, right? I mean, you don't want to have to rely on that. Like, you want to make sure the guy is, is covered and protected because having an offensive line like that that's dominant can only make the team that much better. And I think Brandon Bean has really. Been 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 kind of on the side of like, well, we've got Josh Allen, and you know, let's just kind of you know patch things together here and there, and just bring in this little you know vet here and there, you know, and we'll be okay. And let's invest a little, you know, mid to you know third third round draft pick in a guy like Spencer Brown, and he's very athletic, high ceiling, but you know, we don't know. Um, Cody Ford, that was terrible in my opinion, anyway, and we see the fruits of that of that pick anyway. But I, I think that you know, since you've been saying that, you know, hey, he hasn't really invested high capital in the O line. I think it's time for him to do it. I mean, when you we talked about like the how long have we talked about the cornerback two position, right? For for years, right? But like, yo, years. he has not he has not invested high capital in the cornerback two position opposite of Trey White since he drafted Trey White in the first round. And he finally did it. Finally did it this year. And to no to no credit, you know, right? There's Sean McDermott, not even playing him, you know, for the whole year, which is weird in and of itself. But uh, but nevertheless, he finally addressed that position in the first round. I think it's time. I think it's time. And I'm not saying they just need to go ahead and reach for a guy just for the sake of getting them. But I think if that if 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 there's a if there's a guy in round one, wherever that is, uh, and this coming up draft, if there's an offensive lineman, whether it's center or interior lineman, whatever the case may be, that's sitting there that, that you have graded as first round draft pick, you freaking do not hesitate and draft that guy. I don't I don't care. I think it's time for us to really protect Josh and solidify this O-line for years to come and not just be be content with let's just draft let's just bring in this low price free agent on a one or two year deal and bring him here and let's just do some patchwork o-line work no forget that you know let's go ahead and secure it you know i think it's important man um man my man uh james comes in with a super chat james i appreciate it baby he says yo rev are you and evan gonna be pissed like me if elam is not starting over jane jackson this week you know what Evan, you want to take that first, man? Because I've 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 talked about this ad nauseum, but I'm 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 gonna get fired up again. Yeah, so I mean, just right off the bat, I'll compare a couple of statistics uh, between Elam and Dane Jackson this season. Now, Dane Jackson has played much more than Kyrie Elam, but their statistics across the board are pretty similar. So why not play the first round pick over a guy that you drafted in the seventh round out of pit? So. In 37 targets this year, Dane Jackson has given up 27 receptions for a catch percentage of 73%. That's for 278 yards, 99 yards after the catch for one touchdown. He's taken two penalties. Mm -hmm. He has six mixed tackles 
which is missing 14% of his tackles on the season. He's got two interceptions and one pass defended. So, you know, those are those are rookie stats, I would say, for a rookie corner. But now let's go to the quote-unquote, I don't want to call him prize veteran, but the 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 kind well, of proven like veteran it. that they call they treat him like a proven veteran um yeah. in the back end. Dane Jackson on the season, 72 targets. He's allowed 44 receptions for completion percentage against him of 61% for 528 yards on the season with a yak of 101 yards, three touchdowns allowed, five penalties taken, 11 missed tackles, that's 70, 17%, and two interceptions with nine PBUs. So, mm. yes, to an extent, Dane Jackson is having a slightly better season with, um, you know, more ground to cover with more, you know, snaps played and this, that, and the third. But if you're getting close to similar production between a first round rookie and a veteran seventh round pick, why not just turn the table to the first round pick and at least let that, let him go out there and fight through the growing pains and just battle through it. Because I mean, I, I get it. I get what Sean McDermott, and Leslie Frazier are trying to do with this split cornerback system. I, I kind of get it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to let one cornerback get into a rhythm. And if you're playing half by half, at least try to just throw Elam into the fire and let him get comfortable. And then if um, you also look at the coverage snaps too, um, Elam, 419 snaps. Now that's 274 coverage snaps overall. And then Dane Jackson, 754 snaps compared to his 591 coverage snaps compared to the 274 that Kyler, Kyler Elam has. But like, again, Jackson, the veteran, he's going to probably make a couple better plays here and there than Kyler Elam. But do we really know if Kyler Elam can't make those same plays that Jackson is, if he's not getting the playing time? Right. Like you got you gotta trust this rookie um at some point in time, but I think I think it's a little too late now going into the playoffs uh very soon in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think you just want to throw a rookie into the fire like that. Um whether that's just again splitting the time like you're doing, or you gotta commit to either Jackson or Elam before the playoffs come around. But I think it might be too late to just commit to Elam uh with three weeks with three weeks remaining in the regular season. Yeah, I mean that, and that's that is all on coaching, man. That's hundred percent Sean McDermott's fault. You know, if this guy's not ready, it's, it's your fault, Sean, because there's no reason why you shouldn't. And, and that's that's not much of a difference, right? I mean, you got a guy, a veteran guy, and 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 Dane Jackson, who's by all, I mean, by all accounts, probably reached his ceiling already, right? And then you've got a guy, a rookie, and and you look at these numbers, and you're like, dude, start the rookie the whole year. Start the rookie the whole year. Take your lumps early in the season. Let the guy get in a groove and learn. There's no other way he's going to learn. He's not going to learn sitting on the bench, watching guys, being in your doghouse, whatever kind of mess you got going on right now. There's no reason why your first-round draft pick cornerback, Kyer Elam, should be sitting on the sideline, being a healthy scratch, completely inactive one game, followed up by being active the next game but not playing another a whole snap maybe, maybe you even play like one snap ridiculous makes no sense whatsoever Kyer elam should have been playing and by now he probably would have been more and more developed than he is right now and even that much more ready 
going into the playoffs. You have to play these guys. I don't know what Sean McDermott has against young guys, against rookies, but he needs to get over it. Maybe this is old school mentality, like, oh, you got to, you know, the rookies are nothing to me. Forget it. If the guy has a, bit, a bigger ceiling, you know, and, and, and the margin of performance is, is, very, is very slim, play your rookie. And you invested that that kind of capital in him in the first place. Play him on the – put him on the field and play him. And, some, and something that just, like, aggravates me is, is when you look around the National Football League, there are tons of star-studded rookie corners this year. And two I'm just going to yes. talk about. Oh, yeah. One, Sauce Gardner in New York. And I know he, he was a top-five pick. He is kind of a different player to talk about, but – there was a late to mid round pick in yes, Seattle right. and Tariq yeah. Wo- Tariq Wollen. Yes, that I is, is having that is just having like just as good as a year as Sauce Gardner, if not better. I yeah. mean, these are two rookie corners that are playing sensational. Now they have earned the playing time that that they are getting, but they're also playing in that playing time. So like they're comfortable, they're getting the reps, and they are balling out respectively. And there's a ton of other rookie corners around the National Football League, too. Just look at some of these teams in the National Football League. Look at their roster. Look at who their starting corners are and just pick them out. You're looking like that's a rookie. You're like, okay, that that guy's a veteran. But then you look on the opposite side. That guy's a rookie. That's a guy who, you know, has seven or eight PBUs, one or two interceptions, not that many yards allowed against. And they're putting up good numbers for a rookie. Um, But but the Bills simply haven't. you know, turned to Kyrie Elam and in, in, in it just, and it's just, um, I don't know what the word is for it, but it's just kind of aggravating. I, I guess you could say very, yeah, um, very aggravating. that, that this first round pick in Elam isn't playing. And, and, you know, right here, Roger McCleary, oh, like, like he, like he's having an outstanding yeah, season yeah. as well. Like just again, another, another first round pick Kansas city. Like it's just, again, what are you going to do there? I mean, that's just another, like, I'm pretty sure he was drafted uh, right behind, right behind or right in, in, in front of uh, Kyrie Elam. So a guy kind of in the same uh, draft spot as Elam is, is having a very good start to his NFL career. Yeah, definitely, man. And I'm looking up Roger McCurry and I want to see, I want to see where he's drafted. Uh, but I'm yeah, pretty I sure it was to... 22nd or 24th, somewhere in that spot. Yeah. It just it just doesn't. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, still like, yeah, no, he was he was a he was okay. Roger McCurry is playing for the Titans. He he was drafted. He was around two. Oh, players. oh, geez, I'm thinking of uh, Trey McDuffie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger McCurry. Yeah, second round pick. Second round pick, man. Yeah, Trey McDuffie. My bad. Yeah. So like this, there, there's no excuse. There there's no excuse. Um, you can't tell me. Well, he's just not ready, man. Bump that. He's not ready because you're not making him ready. You know what I'm saying? Like like, there's no way. You should put, you should be having Dane Jackson as much as he has he's been getting burnt. I mean, absolutely torched since Cleveland. He has been a huge liability, huge liability. And if not bent for it for Jordan Poirier coming back in, you know he, he he would look even worse. But the guy has been playing so badly. I don't understand how he's still earned his job over a guy like Kyrie Elam. It it doesn't make any sense to me, man. I I don't get it. I don't understand his his thinking. Uh, Sean McDermott's thinking, and like you had mentioned earlier, like his now it's almost it's almost too late, right, to to throw Kyrie Elam in now. I mean, because like you know, I mean, we're so close to the playoffs. You know, now now at the end of the day, if Kyrie Elam makes his football team better, then play him regardless. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that experience factor, though. Now now you got this. You got to worry about him. Well, how's he gonna? What's his mental gonna be like? You know, in the playoffs when when the lights are on and 
and it's go time and it's winner, win, 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 win or done. You know what I'm saying? Are you gone? How is Kyrie Elam gonna gonna perform? You know, but you had all season to get this guy ready in the regular season, and you've yet to do that. Um, makes no sense to me, man. Especially when you have Trey White out. It's it's ridiculous, man. Like Donnie Foster comes in, he says, Yo, Dane sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Like he's he's dude, like Straight Dane is point. Straight yeah, man. Point. I mean, I'm feeling like like to me, man. Like Dane is just dude. He's he's in my doghouse, man. Like I, I, I yeah, I couldn't care less to see him. I mean, this is my thing with Dane Jackson. I mean, this is a guy last year that had a lot of potential. I would say he he filled in very nicely uh, throughout the midpoint to the end of the season and throughout playoffs for the injured Tre'Davious White. Mm-hmm. And we had these expectations of Dane Jackson coming in to take another step. But he hasn't really taken that step forward. He's kind of taken two steps backwards down the stairs. And he just really hasn't been able to find the play that he was playing at last year. It's just gotten worse. Yeah. And he was playing very solid last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would have liked to see improvement. And again, improvement hasn't come. It's just went backwards. And, 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 and maybe the reason why he is he's he's fallen back is because he's had a shoulder of the load of being the number one corner. You know, when Trey was out, you know, all this time. And so now he's like having to take on that that responsibility. And he's just not that guy. You know, he's he's a good, you know, maybe second option, you know, depth option. But when you have a guy that you invest a first round draft pick in, you can't tell me that 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 uh <laughs> that you prefer your six round pick, you know, who's 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 average over the guy that you invested so highly in and in, in Kyrie Elam. And 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 I, I could I could understand if Kyrie Elam has just been complete bonds you know in, in training camp and and in practice and he's just like he just looked awful but he but he hasn't even in the regular season he hasn't looked bad you know and so he's had his him, moments yeah I mean, yeah he's had his moments right i mean but you, I mean, rookie growing pains you expect that out of a rookie right but if he was starting from the jump from the from the jump you know as soon as we, we started we started the season off in, in la all the way through and you just let him work it out you can't tell me he wouldn't have been better by now I, I just I just believe it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but what what can you do, man? It it is what it is. Um, Sweat says, "Yo, Dane hasn't played the same since the neck injury." I mean, that's that's possible, man. I mean, you know, it's just it's just it's just a weird it's just a weird thing right now, and and uh, it's just very frustrating, very frustrating. I mean, uh, uh, Evan, read, read yeah, uh, read that for me. Just one say. All right, he goes, Revan Evan. What do you think about this stat? A first-time play caller slash OC has never won the Super Bowl. Why did you got to bring that up, Juan? Why? Why, why dude? Because I'm already kind of superstitious, hey, man. That's going to change this year. That's going to change this year. All right, there we go. We're breaking records, baby. We break. <laughs> <laughs> Probably breaking records, not, not, not saying that's not a, a good record to look at or uh, a meaningless stat record, but that is going to be one that we're going to break no matter what. And I want to see that on ESPN because you know ESPN just posts the most like yeah. random stats that make no sense or have no correlation to anything. That's going to be the one. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm not going to lie. Like that was that's been in the back of my head, uh, especially you know seeing uh, Ken Dorsey's struggles here here lately. I'm like, oh man, I hope when we get in the plus, I hope I hope man, this this does not nip us in the butt. You know, like like this inexperienced coach. Doesn't nip us in the butt, you know, in the playoffs when we need it the most. Uh, but I, I think I think that the team is 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 built right, and um, I think we're far away from having coaches screw it up for us like we did last year. 
Um, at least I'm and uh, this fingers crossed, you know, <laughs> that, that that does not happen again this year. Um, Evan, we've got a game Saturday, right? Against the Chicago yep. Bears. And I want to jump in here. Uh, we've got it, we've been in uh, an hour and 14 into the show so far. Shout out to everybody, man, who's watching. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button, and turn on those bell notifications. Um, so we've got we've got a game against the Chicago Bears. And what I want to know from you. Um, as we make this this shift um, before we close out the show, is uh, what do you what concerns you, or, or or are there any concerns that you have for the Bills going into this game against Chicago? I mean, the number one concern on this three and eleven Chicago Bears team that we are going to have to face is going up against number one, the quarterback for the Bears, Justin Fields. I mean, if there is a one player on this Bears team, offense and defense, that makes me sit on the edge of my seat when I'm watching the game, it's Justin Fields. It's it's plain and simple. Uh, This guy is an electric quarterback. He has just sensationally been the only bright spot for the Chicago Bears offensively this season. He is the third quarterback in NFL history to eclipse the 1,000-yard rushing mark, and he's doing it kind of effortlessly every week you see this guy Justin Fields just make a play that just has your jaw drop mm-hmm. and he does it every week it seems and i know the bills have been really solid against quarterbacks that can run throughout Sean McDermott's tenure here but it, it is going to be hard to stop Justin Fields and this mm-hmm. bears rushing attack not only are they the number 1 rushing attack overall in the national football league they are number 1 and basically top three in a lot of overall rushing t- statistics as well. So they 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 come um, you know heavy with running the football, and they also just activated uh, running back Khalil Herbert um, mm-hmm. off IR. And we all know Khalil Herbert is the backup to David Montgomery, and David Montgomery is a heck of a running back too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, just to mention that some people are like, oh, will will the running game you know you know be uh, kind of limited with right guard Tevin Jenkins and left guard uh, Cody Whitehair, more likely than not going to be out for the Bears because they are doubtful coming in this game. Mm-hmm. Potentially, potentially, but Fields again, he he is electric and he is one player that concerns me. You know, going in against the Bears. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're running game and um, it's no joke. It's definitely no joke. And I've been kind of keeping my eye out like on, on this matchup. I'm saying like like okay, it's almost like we the Bills have gotten through this gauntlet, right? This AFC East gauntlet where they needed to get back on top of things, and and they've 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 closed it out, right? Undefeated, they, they've won, and so now they're 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 they've got the they're number one in the AFC East, number one. I mean, got the number one seed so far, which is good. All all that is great, and I just wonder, and I hope that this team has not like taken a, a breath, right? Just just like exhaled and be like, Phew. you know, like we've gotten through that. All right, now now we can coast. We're okay. Because you've got a team in the Chicago Bears, very hungry. Forget records aside, I think that's what this year should teach everybody, man. Is forget records, right? Like we saw it Thanksgiving against the against the Lions. Like that team, man, probably one of the toughest teams we played all year long. That team has 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 been great this entire year, and so we can't sleep on any team. And I don't think that I don't think that anybody's really sleeping on them. But I'm just want to make sure that that we don't take this team lightly. We saw the way the Chicago Bears played last week against the Eagles, who are, you know, by, 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 uh, who are like one of the best teams right now in the National Football League. They played them to the wire. Very close game. 
Um, and so you look at Justin Fields, like he mentioned, the, the, the guy's running ability is out the wazoo, man. And then a couple that with the running game with, you know, clear Herbert, Herbert coming back. And then, you know, uh, I mean, just their, their running game is phenomenal. And I'm looking at the bills. I'm like, golly, man, that's, that's, this is something that we, we just don't want to deal with. Right. I mean, and, and when you look at, at the stats, right, the bills are, I think they're, I mean, looking at it here, um, TeamRankings.com has has bills showing them that they're sixth in the NFL in opponent rushing yards per game. All right, they give up 106.1 rushing yards per game. But uh, you know anything could happen, man. And and the way this team yeah. has been has been the defense has been tackling lately. Right, they, they've been ta- they've been having some poor tackling performances here lately. You don't want to do that, man. You don't want to have these guys missing tackles uh, in a game like this. Go ahead. Ed. And that's the one thing. Also, the Bills also haven't played a team like the Chicago bears this year. And you look at their record three and 11. Yes. It, it isn't the prettiest record, yeah. but this is a young team with a second year quarterback mm-hmm. and a second year quarterback that again, is just sensational in the run game. And this is where yeah. my point's going to be brought when Justin Fields runs the football, it's kind of in the middle. He kind of meets himself in the middle with his running style, like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He's not super close to Lamar Jackson with how slippery and agile he is. He's more in the middle. He's a little closer to Josh Allen. He meets in the middle because not only can Justin Fields, you know, slip away from defenders and just get around you with his speed, mm-hmm. but he's not afraid to kind of lay the shoulder and run through you mm-hmm. like Josh Allen would. So, you know, right. Justin Fields can do that. He can, uh, you know, lay the boom per se, or try to run through you, try to truck you. Um, but he can also make right. you miss too. And again, the bills haven't been tackling that well the last few weeks. And he's a player that you're going to have to wrap down, wrap up. Yeah. yeah I mean, you have to, I mean, because like, again, again, this, this has all the markings of that classic, you know, quote unquote trap game, right? Like the bills have, have come out of the East and they're, they've you know, they're kind of taken it a breath. They've exhaled. Right. Um, and they're going against a team that's three and 11 and they're kind of like, take it easy. Right. Maybe guys are banged up and they're like, you know, let's just not play him right now. Let's just let's just coast right now. We'll be okay. You know, NFC uh, opponent. We'll be all right. And they go in this game and they get smacked, right? Yeah, like that's just, that's this this is the type of game that 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 could happen, right? And so I don't want these team to overlook it. I mean, Justin Fields is is I mean, he's no he's no small guy, man, 6'3, about 230. I mean, so he's he's got some size. I mean, you mentioned the guy and the way he runs. Um, the Bills have to come ready, right? They have to play very sound. Um, defensive football, right? And, and which, which I want, I want to talk to you now about, about like, like, uh, like, what are some keys? Like, like, what does what like what does the Bills defense have to do in order to to shut down um, Justin Fields and this and this um, Bears rushing attack? Well, I mean, right now we know this this weather is going to be very bad. You know, this Saturday uh, versus the Chicago Bears, and it's supposed to feel like negative eleven, and there's going to be some wind wind gusts up to like what 50 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour or something like that. Yeah. They're not going to be throwing the football a lot. They're not mm-hmm. going to be throwing the football a lot at all. So defensively, if you're facing the Chicago bears, you have, I would say a slight advantage because not only are the bears already a team that runs more than 50% of their plays, they're going to have to do that a little more, I'd say, with with the weather, and they're going to have to do that without their starting guards, Cody Whitehair mm-hmm. and Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins so yeah. they already have two of their guards that are potentially going to be out, both doubtful, um, on today's injury report. 
They're going to be with, you know, out those two guards, and they're going to have to run the football a lot. The Bills' defensive line is going to have to win in the trenches, and you always see it all the time. The game is won in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the Bills' offensive line is going to have to win the game in the trenches this week. I think it's more say that the Bills' defensive line is going to have to win in the trenches this week. And again, we don't have Boogie Basham. He's been ruled out. We don't have Von Miller. But you know who we do have? Potentially, Ed Oliver, if he's healthy throughout the week, he he was, um, I'm pretty sure he did not participate today or he was doubtful. Mm-hmm. You got Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Daquan Jones, who's really good at stopping the run. Um, Jordan Phillips, if he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shaq Lawson, who's really good at, against the run. Um, AJ Epinesa. So the Bills defensive line and linebackers as well with Milano, Edmonds, and Taron Johnson. Maybe we go, uh, you know, big nickel and stick Bernard or AJ Klein in there as well, just to try to defend the run. Mm-hmm. Our front seven and our defensive line are going to have to step up big. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Ed Oliver, he was, he was limited Wednesday and then uh, got downgraded to, uh, he, he did not participate today. And so um, that's, so, which is why he's got a questionable uh, designation for, for the game. Jordan Phillips was limited all week. So that's, that's, that's a good sign. But yeah, I mean, I mean, with who are the short, right on the defensive line, DNs, namely, right, with Von Miller being out. So now you got Boogie Basham out. So now that we just have what, what, what is that, three defensive ends? Um, when they run, when they run a full rotation for, for deep at least, I mean, you've got, you got Groot, um, AJ Epinesa, and now Shaq Lawson. So, like, somebody's going to be on the field a heck of a long time, a lot. And so that rotation is probably going to be thin. And, 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 uh, these guys, especially in this weather, um, are going to have to, they're just going to have to make sure that they come ready for it because this ground game is coming right at the Bills' defensive line. Um, I don't think anybody in the National Football League right now is afraid of the Bills' defensive line, especially the way they tackled. Um, I think they feel like they can probably run through the Bills, and they're going to prove it. I mean, they're going to really come out there and try to prove it uh, on top of the weather. right? I mean, you're dealing with the weather. And so we know that Josh Allen is weatherproof, right? But, but dang, man, it's going to be tough. It's gonna, when, yeah. when, you've got, when, you have, when you have those kind of wins uh, – not not necessarily this this the temperature, but just the winds that that I think reports are out like with potential gusts of up to fifty miles an hour. Like that's yep. crazy. That that that's almost like and uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't remember the exact numbers, but but the the Bills Patriots game last yeah. year, the first one, right? Crazy wind it, game, crazy wind game. And it could be something like that. And you know, last week the Bills kind of invited the Dolphins to run the football on them. It's not going to be like that this week. It's not going to be like that this week at all. The Bills are going to potentially have to invite the Bears to pass on them. They're going to have to play the run on pretty much every single play because once again, the Bears run the ball traditionally on more than 50% of their plays. And that's probably in a 90-degree normal perfect setting game um you know in in, in tampa yeah they're gonna run the football over 50 percent of the times yeah i can't imagine what that number is going to be with the weather that is supposed to you know be displayed this saturday uh in chicago so again bills got to be ready front seven's gonna have to be on their toes every single play and they're just gonna have to tackle well and you cannot let one of these big runs break yeah. off because remember what big run broke off last year in the win game, the win bowl that we played against exactly. the Patriots. Damian, Harris, Damian yeah. Harris had that big 60 plus yarder to overtake the game. And in a sense, we kind of lost because that touchdown 
really opened up the game for the Patriots. So can't yeah. allow those big plays to happen and got to tackle well. You, you have to tackle well. And, and and what's and what's the what's been the key to try to keeping these games close? It's um it's it's you you try to keep Josh Allen off the field, keep him in an offense off the field, and win the time of possession battle. You can do that by being able to to run the ball. Right, if you can run the ball on this defense, um, and have long sustaining drives that either end in touchdowns or field goal, but you eat up a lot of clock, that keeps the margin narrow. Like that keeps it, that keeps the game close throughout the rest of the game by keeping the Bills' offense off of the field. And so you know that the Bears are going to come in here and try to run the ball. You are, you already know it, so get prepared for it. What I think the Bills' defense needs to do, which I doubt this happens, because we know how boneheaded and just set in his ways. Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are, and I agree with Namdi here, man, the Bills are going to have to play three linebackers in this game and tackle better. I'm, I'm glad Namdi brought this up because this is exactly what I've been thinking. Like, come out of this nickel. Come out of it. Like, it's one thing for you to try to invite the run, you know, against certain teams, but you don't want to do that, like you had mentioned, Evan, against this team right now because they will freaking run down your throat. They will run it down your throat. And I know we love us some Teron Johnson. Et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, man, are you trying to win the game or are you trying to just, you know, play the guy because you just, you love him? Man, freaking win the game. If that means you go traditional 4 3 set and you bring uh, AJ Klein in the game to stop the run, I'm not afraid of anybody on this Bears offense um, at the wide receiver position. Nobody on that team uh, concerns me. They already have Chase Claypool who's out for the game, All right? He's already out. Uh, and so, like who Darnell else Mooney, their number one's uh, out as well. Yeah, and Equiminius St. Brown is out for the game. So they literally so have nobody. Guys. Yeah, they have nobody to throw the ball to. Nikhil Harry, you know, it maybe. I mean, Rev, they might ask you to, to suit up this Saturday. They, they might call you up. They may. I mean, they and might I'll, call you up. And I'll let and I'll let I'll let I'll let the Bills man get picks all day long. I won't even run around. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, know, like, like so so when you see that. Who who are they gonna throw to, bro? Like for real, like maybe you, right? Just just sell out <laughs> just to run. And if they happen, if they're if they're third and fourth, you know, receivers or scrubs happen to beat Dane Jackson, which is likely to happen, you know, <laughs> then you just have to live. You have to live with that. But you don't want to freaking live with is them running the ball down your throat and and, and giving up huge run after huge run and sustaining long drives eating up the clock because that's how you find yourself in a game uh, where you get your butts kicked, right? Because we know the Bills are likely not going to run the ball. They're going to try to throw it still, you know? Um, and so if, if, if you, if, if on, on the defensive side of the ball, you got, you've got the Bills defense trying to, you know, trying to play against this Bears running attack and they're running the ball on the Bills and they're eating up these drives and they end up scoring, you know, and then the Bills offense comes out and they try to sling the rock and they go three and out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And these, and these defenders are going to get tired. So I think, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier need to just go all out, understand who your opponent is, and be willing to do whatever it takes to win a game and just sell out against stopping the run. I don't care if Teron Johnson doesn't get much playing time. I don't care. Save him for the playoffs. Be like, all right, you know, Teron, you know, this game, you know, we're going to do a lot of heavy uh, traditional 4-3. A.J. Klein's going to come in. You know, we'll bring you in, uh, you know, as needed. But for now, we're going to stop the run. And I think that that's what the Bills need to do, man. Go heavy package, man. And yes, Chris, everyone success. Yo, just win, baby. Do whatever you got to do to win. That's, 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 that's what I'm thinking, man. And so I, I hope I hope they do that because that's really the only concern I have, you know, uh, going up against this team. I, the, the Bears don't – I'm not – I'm not afraid of the Bears at all. 
I'm not even necessarily I'm not even afraid of the weather, right? I don't think the weather is 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 going to at the end of the day. I don't think the weather is going to stop the Bills from doing what they what they have to do, which is winning the game. Um, but I think that I think this Bills team needs to be smart in how they go about doing it, and and finding a way to win this game. Do not, and I repeat, do not be stupid all game long and have a close game and then try to rely on Josh Allen again in the fourth quarter just to win it. Have a you know a game winning. Don't do it. It's the Bears, man. Go ahead and knock them out early, right? You knock them out early. You know, get a get a get a you know a, a two score lead. You know, it's fourteen. You know, zero or something. Get get it because you know they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna pass the ball. <laughs> get them to be one dimensional where they have to get out of the run and pass the ball to win the game. Then you bring in Tron Johnson in the game when they do that, right? You know what I'm saying? And then you guys can be chilling. You can put Josh Allen on, on the sideline in the third quarter, and we're going home happy. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> you know, right? And I'm just gonna say this one thing, Rev. I need Fields to score two touchdowns just because oh, no, he's don't. on my fantasy team and I'm in playoffs. Oh, I do. Oh man, I more than do. <laughs> I need Fields to score two rushing touchdowns, not one rushing touchdown, but two. That's 12 points plus the extra 30 yards he'll get with that. So that's like about 15, 16 points I have in my back pocket from uh, Fields giving me some rushing touchdowns. You, you got to be willing to sacrifice, man. But I know you're in the playoffs. Yeah, but, okay, it's, it's playoffs. Like, playoffs, yeah. I, I feel you. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I feel you, man. I, I, I lost last week, dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm mad. The way I lost that game was terrible, dude. Like, ugh. This guy I played. I played him again. I played him last year, <laughs> and I, and we played in the championship game in a loss. And he decides last year at this game at, at, the, at the championship game to have a freaking his players decide to show up and just sc- have a ridiculous game, right? Ridiculous game, like unheard of. They did that in the, in the championship game when he won. This year, this again, guy's got your number. This this year again, you know, in, in, in last week, bro, I'm, I'm I'm third, and this guy was like like fifth, I think. Anyway, I matched up against him, and he scored like he scored like like well over two hundred points, bro. Like way over two hundred points. Like guys, freaking say he has Zay Jones. He has Zay Jones of all people, and of all Zay Jones hadn't had multiple touchdowns all year. I think he had two touchdowns all year. Last week against the yep. Cowboys, he decides to have three touchdowns in that game and goes for like like almost hundred yards receiving. He had like thirty <laughs> points. Freaking Zay Jones. Zay bro. Jones. Zay Jones, the guy who couldn't <laughs> catch in Buffalo. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, it was just one of those games, man. He was like, he was like, he was like, Rev, all that, you know what? You talked about me back in the back uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Gonna have to make you pay. Quick story uh, before yeah. we wrap up here or whenever we're wrapping up. My buddy gave me this Nate Peterman card for Christmas. He uh, stuck this in an envelope. This uh-huh. Nate Peterman uh-huh. rookie card. Yeah. Three, speaking of throwback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely throwback, man. Uh, 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 Rico would love it. He, if, if, if Rico was here, he'd be like, Nate Peterman, you know. But uh, yeah, man, dude. Uh, anyway, bro, like, I'm excited about this game, man. It's 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 Christmas Eve, and I do not. And I said this about the Lions. I do not want the Bills and the Lions to 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 mess up my 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 freaking Thanksgiving, and I don't want the Bills and the Bears to mess up my Christmas. Uh, my Carlos said, "Yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice Evans' fantasy team for a Bills win." <laughs> Sorry, Evan. <laughs> you got me. Yes. Absolutely. It's Scott like, you know, Evan, we are not backing you on that one. Good luck, but no way. That's, that's how I'm feeling, you guys. Like, for Evan, you know, take that L. Take that L. You know, uh, suck it up, buttercup. The Bills got to win. All, <laughs> you know, they have to win. And I, I don't want to see, man, I do not want to see Justin Fields with a rushing touchdown or let alone two touchdowns. I, I, don't, I just do not want to see it. I do not want to see it. Evan, before we close. I mean, I, I, I'd be a happy man because I know, I know the Bills are going to score more than two. So. No, I don't even want it. I don't even I don't even want it at all. 
at all. <laughs> but uh, before before we end the show, man, we got we're an hour and thirty something minutes in here. Um, I have to end it, man, with. On my mom. On my mom. I put that on my mom. On my mama, Evan. It has been a while since I busted out the on my mama take, and so I'm gonna I'm, I'm put you on. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Evan. Um, and to everybody who's who's uh, watching right now live in the chat, I want you to give me your best on my mama take for the Buffalo Bills, whether it be this game against the Bears or going forward the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Give me, Evan, your on my mama take. Let me know when you're ready, man, because I, I'm putting you on the spot. All right. I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Oh, here yeah. we go, baby. Here we go. Let me, let me let me solo you, baby. Evan, do you remember how to start it? You got to say you got to start with on my mama. You ready? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. All right. All right. Here we go. Evan, on my mama, baby. Let's get it. On my mama, I think that James Cook is going to go ballistic this game against the Chicago Bears and not only have one 35-plus yard rushing touchdown, but he's going to have two. I think this is James Cook's day. He's going to deliver big. He's going to have over 100 rushing yards, and he's going to have two big plays, both 35-plus yards in a big Bills win over the Bears. On my mama. Evan with that fire. Love it, Evan. I love it. I love it. James Cook, man, look, yeah, I would be surprised if that happens, man. And I would love it. Hey. I would I would love it. But that's that's a huge take, man. That's, that's what I want on you. And you put that on your mama, man. So it, it better happen. It better happen. I'm looking better to see happen. if anybody <laughs> I'm looking to see if anybody in here has an mm-hmm. on my mama take so I can read um live on the air. Um, but you guys go ahead and think about it and drop it. I'm gonna give you my on my mama take, man. Um, let me see here. Bobby Bobby gives it fire. Uh Namdi says, Yo, I love it. Big time being gives you fire. Oh, wait, wait. No, no that wasn't Omni. Omni said, love it. <laughs> James says, yo, McDummy pisses me off even more. <laughs> that's that's his alma mama take. Uh, let me give you mine. Let me give you my alma mama take, man. Look, check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, Buffalo fanatics across the globe, Bills Mafia around the world, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, this is Rev with the fire on my mama take. And I hope you're ready. On my mama. Your Buffalo Bills, our Buffalo Bills, will not lose another game this season. Not just in the regular season, baby. You know what I'm talking about. They are going undefeated all the way through and will hoist that Lombardi trophy on my Mama, let's get it, baby. Let's get it. That's my that's, that's how I'm feeling, man. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this team is unstoppable. Namdi says, You're on my mama. Fields will have a lost fumble in this game. I like it because I need to be I need a Bills turnover, right? I don't like it. I need it. You say you don't like it? <laughs> I don't like it. Namdi, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking it. Yeah, I wonder if Namdi's being being petty, man, because he knows that you've got uh Justin Fields playing. Uh, let's see here. There's no, I think I've seen another one. Let me see here. Uh, go to Cash. Looks like Cash has it on my mama take uh, right above. There it is. Cash says, yo, Trey getting his first INT back in the lineup. No doubt. On my mama. Oh, I would love for, to see a, a Trey White interception. Absolutely love it. Uh, let's go. Let's see here. 
Who else we got? Who else we got? Um, I thought I saw somebody else. I guess not. That's all. That's it. Yeah, come on, man. I need, I need you guys to give me all my mama tape. Uh, I want. You know what I want to say? I want to see Bobby. I want to see Bobby in here. He's dropping fires. I want to see Bobby come in here with the all my mama tape. That's what I want to see. Before we before we wrap up the show, we're at an hour and thirty eight minutes, man. You got you got a minute to drop it in here. All my mama, Jack Fitzgerald says, "Go Bills." Yeah, that's that's a, a good on my mama take. I like that good one. On my mama take, man. Uh, that's a good on my mama take. I don't see any. I don't see any others. Um, Evan, do you want to do score prediction, man? Before we before we close it out, or you want to just leave it leave it as is. Do you, you want to save it for the pregame show, or do you just want to go? Yeah, let's, let's, all right, let's do that. Let's let's save it for the pregame show. Let's save it for the pregame show, man. Um, this has been a great show. Uh, shout out to everybody, man, who's been watching. Um, you guys have been here strong, man, and just doing your thing. Uh, Thursday night football um, on uh, right now. It looks like they also got the got the got the Bills uh, Dolphins replay going on right now. I'm looking at it on NFL Network, so I'm gonna check that out. Not a bad one. Yeah, not not a bad one at all. I think that's, I think that game is better than than the Jags Jets. Uh, that's on right now anyway. But yo, shout out to everybody, man. Make sure you guys smash that like on your way out. Um, let me go ahead and stop my music, man. Uh, I think I want to go ahead and do this this new one, man. This little Christmas kind of. No, no, or, no. You know, listen. Go back, go back to his, go back to his. Fields held to less than 50 yards rushing. Go Bills. And, <laughs> and Evan. They're praying on the downfall of my fantasy team. They're praying for the downfall. Praying for the downfall. <laughs> yeah, man. This is going to be a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, stay tuned, baby. Uh, tomorrow, we get my man Rico coming in with Rico Report. Saturday, we've got pregame show with the fellas. You already know what time it is. And we've got the big game day Saturday, early Saturday, early game. Bills Christmas Eve game in Chi-Town, the Windy City against the Chicago Bears. And you know what? Shout out to my man Bobby right now, Bobby Ray, for this uh, for this fire thumbnail. Because guess what? Guess what, baby? Guess what? The weather in Chicago will not end the Bills streak. You can bank on that one. Bank on it. It's not going to happen. The Bills are going to secure this big dub Saturday. And everybody's going to have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. And so, Merry Christmas to everybody right now who's watching and who's going to be watching the, sh the shows next week and the rest of the week and then watching the game. Shout out to everybody. Happy Holidays. Be safe. God bless. And as always, it's your man Rev. So this side right here, Evan, back at it again. As always, baby. Grace and peace. God bless. No, we're not doing it. Bobby Hart MVP. <laughs> Bobby Hart MVP. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. You guys have a great evening.